0: Welcome to Briggs Auto Insider. Briggs Auto Insider. The podcast where the road to automotive knowledge begins. Brought to you by Briggs Auto Group, your trusted name in cars. Welcome back to the Briggs Auto Insider. This week I'm sitting with Shane and we're going over why Briggs. And I think you have a very decorated track record and it's you have we just started bringing this up this week. Mm-hmm. It's something we've talked about, and we already have a list of all kinds of things. You're like, I got to print this off. There's too many things to remember. Yeah. There's, so
1: there's a bunch. I think, I think uh, first off, Dane, there's, there's, I mean, the why buys at Briggs, you know, you know uh, Mr. Briggs started almost 50 years ago, you know, in, in, in Manhattan, Kansas. That's a, a little used, bit of time. Yeah, that was a while ago, right? <laughs> um, a small used car lot, and, you know, through 100% customer satisfaction, you know, we've grown it now to 13 franchises in three cities Manhattan, Topeka, and Fort Scott. Um, and then I've been a part of Briggs for 26 years.
0: Yeah. 26 years is also a long time. It is a
1: long time, yeah.
0: So I'm gonna, I want to back up, and what, what is your job title within the Briggs group?
1: So I'm the general manager of Briggs uh, Topeka, so I've got, um, I've got the Dodge Ram Fiat, the Subaru, the Kia store, uh, the variable, which is sales, and, and then fixed ops, which is service, and then the body shop. So I've got all of the Topeka market as the GM, the general manager.
0: Yeah, and the, the other thing, we just had Heartland truck beds on, and... It's crazy when you start going through these Briggs stores everywhere that it's not like you're talking to people like, oh, I've been here for a couple months. Mm-hmm, right. you, you have this, like I said, this long track record within the Briggs Auto Group. Towards what better person to talk about why buys with?
1: Well, um, you know, and let's, uh, maybe, maybe, you know, the main reason we have why buys is because we have uh, why, why our people, right? So, um, you know, Russ and Eileen Briggs are, you know, very smart about recognizing the employees. We do a 10-year dinner. Um, And that's a big deal, you know, to get the 10 year ring and now I've got a 20 plus year ring. Um, So that's a big deal. And so what we found is the, you know, the longer we keep the people and they stay with us, you know, the better we're representing the community. They're more vested. And obviously, if they're vested, they take a better, you know, take take better care of the customer. Right. And so at the end of the day, our why buys are, you know, how do we take care of the customers? Um, We only do two things at Briggs. We service and sell cars. (laughs) Right. And everything else that it looks like we do uh, really funnel into those two things. Um, So uh, ideally, if we could, you know, if we could just, you know, write down what our why buys were, they're they're pretty easy. You know, have long term customers, but without long term employees, you're probably not going to have long term customers. So, um, you know, Russ's vision, he's a visionary for sure. Um, uh, I'm not. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm really good at uh, leading and managing and holding people accountable. That's where I fit in. Um, but we've, we've done a really good job of growing uh, not only in the Topeka market, Manhattan market, where we started, but into Fort Scott. Um, so we've got 13 brands, and we all know it's, you know it's 2024, so 13 brands, one location, right? You can go to BriggsAuto.com, and you can shop 13 different franchises. Most dealer groups can't say that. They may be good at one brand or two brands. We feel like we're really good at 13.
0: Yeah, and I think, I mean, 13 brands is impressive to acquire over it 50 is. years. That's that's a huge mark by itself. Mm-hmm. And I th- we were talking before this even, we, we probably should have been recording 30 minutes before this started. Yeah, we are good. We, good. Yeah. Uh, but when you, we were talking about that car dealerships all over the place have cars. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how they think that is the thing that's going to make them different. Having all those brands behind you, that's a huge win. You guys have... Eight hundred something plus cars in inventory. That's right. Huge win. But at the end of the day, the people inside the Briggs Auto Group, I feel, is something I see from the outside in yeah. that makes the biggest difference.
1: It, it, it's it's people, and it's also uh, you can't uh, you can't manage this ship without having some processes. Um, we look at we look at cars uh, probably differently than everyone else does. Um, we we believe that a, a, a pre-owned car. A new-to-you car ought to be, you know, it's a big big deal, right? It's only about the new 13-plus franchises that we've got. Um, uh, So we have processes. We probably do more to our pre-owned cars than any dealer in northeast Kansas. I'm not laying a gauntlet out there. I'm just saying that we really focus on I think you lay the gauntlet out there. I like it. We probably (laughs) lay the gauntlet. Uh, You know, we have dedicated uh, reconditioning facilities that only touch used cars, Um, and there's, there's a couple reasons for that, right? So... We've got um, we've got mechanics that only work on our used cars, recon managers, uh, detailers, body guys um, that that make these cars. We try to make them special when they come out, right? So when you buy a Briggs Auto, when you see that BriggsAuto.com sticker on that back glass, people can genuinely look at that and be like, that's a nice car, you know? And, and so they, it's not just it's not whether it's a flashy color, is it? Is it safety? You know, did it pass all the safety inspections? Mechanically, is the car going to last uh, the way it was designed to last? Is it, you know, is a certified unit or a brake certified unit? Um, uh, you know, we got categories of cars called smart buys, right? Because there's not everybody's ready to buy an eighty thousand dollar car. and They need so we really, we really fit every category of customer with our pre-owned cars all the way up to the new car line, right? So um, I think that's a niche that most dealers can't say. They might be good at one brand or another brand, but it's really hard to be great at at, um, at not only the, the entry-level customer, first-time buyer, but the many-time buyer that's buying the latest and greatest, you know, all the technology. We know what those are costing now, right, Dan? Yeah. They're, 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 they're up there. They're <laughs> up there, yeah, for
0: sure. And, and something that I found which was really unique, and I, I talked to Kevin about this, where when he came in, dealers are really good about covering up costs inside this kind of umbrella. Mm-hmm. They're kind of hitting costs that they can work their way around and say, hey, you know what? We're going to charge our, our sales department really high fees from our service mm-hmm. to where we can inflate that number. And then we'll make our profit back here. We won't show it up here. Yeah. So it's a kind of a smokescreen for money. Yeah. And Kevin, when he when I first started talking to him about this whole thing, I was like, that was a lot of stuff that I've been intrigued with is the motion of the car business from being in it, and he goes, do we have hard costs across everything? Everything. And I'm like, what? I was like, it was just really unique Mm -hmm. to hear.
1: Well, and I I think... um, there's, transparency is the word that we're really looking for, right? We're, so we're looking for uh, transparency in our uh, cost of transaction to the public, disclosing everything that we've done with that car up front um, and disclosing any of its history that we that we have, which we have bunches of it. Um, the other thing is being transparent with your employees, right, so knowing that this is, we, we do the same thing, and I don't care whether you're in Fort Scott, Topeka, or Manhattan, there's not a, a fancy shell games that goes, goes on in our organization, um, which is probably, why it was really important to me to uh, to stay here for 26 years i mean anyone can go and jump around from dealer or business to business to business um when you find the right thing you know you you kind of got a long lawn background right you gotta you gotta you gotta fertilize it you gotta take care of it you gotta water it you gotta cut it it's got to get the right sun and the care right and and that's really like a business right we got to We got to take care of it, but we look at our cars like, you know, like some people look at their grass. We take care of them. We, you know, from the beginning to the end and until end of life, whichever that may be, we're seeing that that's a lot longer than what it was when I first got in the car business, (laughs) you know, but, um, but yeah, there's great cars out there that we sell. They're hundred thousand mile cars that are mechanically and safety perfect, right? They might have a ding or a den in them, but they're going to get you to point A and B and do it it, uh, reliably.
0: And I think that's what what I found was so unique is a lot of times those cars come into a dealership and because of their pricing structure, that car may never make it to the road at that dealer. Mm -hmm. And then it goes, goes back to auction. It gets sold. And then you have, I don't know what, terminology i want to use for it but it goes to a dealership that doesn't want to fix anything and they just want to put it on the road i know the terminology you're talking about <laughs> yeah, but we, it's like we're probably not say yeah it.
1: we just say they wipe their wipe its butt and put yeah. it on the lot right? yeah they that's, they, they that's doll it up it
0: makes it look nice and then mm-hmm. it, it puts a bad vehicle on the road and then it also puts a bad name for dealers mm-hmm. out there
1: well I, I i used to believe it or not i would see cars that when we used to do that in the past, I would see those cars on other dealers lot with our logos on the back of it. And it would bother me because I would it would I would say, hey, they're selling our car, or somebody's gonna see that car's not been, you know, not been taken care of. It wasn't mechanically inspected, nothing was done to it, right? And it's out driving around town again. Um, and, and and Russ, Mr. Briggs had a great idea. Well, let's just take it a step further. Let's just make, you know, wholesale to the public. Let's just tell them this is what's wrong with the car. This is what we're willing to fix. This is what not. Do you like it? And um, so we're not doing that. We're not putting cars that that should have uh, safety for sure, mechanical items fixed to them. We're not putting those cars out just, you know, without doing any of that stuff. It's not good for your reputation. It's not good for the customer. Um, Long time ago I learned, and I learned it from Russ, um, that there's a couple things. Uh, When you do something good for your community, you really do something good for yourself, right? Um, and when you take care of your customers, they take care of you. It's, re- it's really, a, it's not that difficult. Some people have a hard time understanding it. It's just not that hard.
0: And I think, I mean, that leads all back to that transparency mm-hmm. of if you're transparent when you're selling that vehicle and you're saying, hey, X, Y, and Z is wrong with it. this like, like we said, this is what we're willing to fix. Right. You can have a, a person sitting across the table from you and say, hey, that does make sense to me. And that isn't something that is crucial to me right now. Yep. I need A to B transportation.
1: And we, we go a step farther. We, we actually itemize exactly what it costs to fix. So they know if they bring it back, that's how much it's going to cost. Yep. They can budget for that. They can plan on it. Come back when it's you know a better time for them and get that fixed and it's all done. And it's again, it's transparency. It's all yep. done before they ever buy the car. So there's no questions about what did I get? What did I think I got? It's all there.
0: And I think a lot of dealerships and the auto space as a whole has had kind of this brand on it for a long Mm -hmm. time, because of dealers not being transparent, dealers hiding a bunch of fees, dealers doing these things that I remember when I was in the car space, like it. It was hard to be in the car space and hear people come in with the stories that they had from other places. Mm -hmm. I struggled with it.
1: Well, and my experience with that is, if you want your, if you want your. Car sales to be and same with service. The service is no different. But if you want them to be transactional, then do it that way. Um, uh, I, I think that our business is personable. So it's not only it's not only the car you buy, but it's also the way you buy it, right? Um, and if, if if you don't have any roots to your community, if you're not tied in to to the pulse of what's going on in in in, in the, your network of people that are going to buy cars from you, you could probably be that way, right? And just be transactional. Uh, with our commitment to our communities, um, you can't do that. You're going to be exposed pretty quickly. Um, so, you know, we, we kind of put our, we don't kind of, we put our money where our mouth is at. So we're involved in, I, I mean, I, I could probably make a list that's a lot longer than our y of the organizations that we're involved in. And they're not all charitable. Some of them are, are dynamic, you know, up, uplifting, you know, people are doing great things in Northeast Kansas. And so we, we support those. They're our customers, right? So if they buy cars from us and you know they're doing great things, I'm gonna I'm gonna show up at their event and I'm gonna spend my money and I'm gonna support them doing the things that they're doing, because I want Topeka to be a better place, right? So mm-hmm. um, uh, a long time ago, uh, you know, it was it was mandatory, still is, that if you're a manager in Briggs, you're a part of a community organization. Well, if if you didn't have any if you didn't have any you know like skin in the game you can get away with being transactional, right? But when you got skin in the game, it, it's down to relationships, right? Yep. And so we're not just selling cars to people we don't know. Are there people that come in to buy cars that I don't know personally? Sure. But they get treated just like just the same way if, if, if we've been doing business with you for 20 years. It's a process, right? Yeah. And then hopefully, I mean, I tell everybody, I don't want to sell them one car. I want to sell them all the cars they buy. You know, I want to sell their kids' cars, their kids' friends' cars, you know how it goes. I mean, that's that's what I want to do. And
0: and that's, uh, I feel, when you can do those things is when it's the writing on the wall that you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. When you can sell them all their cars, you can service their cars, you can be that person that they look to for help in a space that they have fear in. Yeah. You
1: want to be able to go to the grocery store yeah. And, and, like, see somebody and not be like, oh, gosh oh. dang, yeah, yeah, I want to be able to go, how are you and how's the car? And if there's not something right with it, I want to know about it because I yeah. can get involved and maybe we can fix something. Maybe we can find a different car. There's a million ways to do it, but um, I, I, I want to be able to, to to look at everybody in our community the same way, yeah. whether they bought uh, a brand new $100,000 pickup or a $5,000 first-time car. It, it, yep. it really – because. Whatever the situation is, it's a, it's a big purchase, right? We, we were yeah. talking about it before.
0: Yeah, I thought it was the second biggest purchase, it's, but you told me I was
1: wrong. Well, I, I, got, <laughs> I got four boys, right? So so next to your house and your kids, your vehicles are your third major purchase that you buy. So it has to, buying buying the right one, the right one for you, and buying from the right dealer is, is really, really important.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I think when you, you touch on the community side, I've heard people say that. So it was, it was something that in the beginning I'm like, okay, yeah. I've heard it. And we were invited out to the chamber event at the Manhattan uh, mm-hmm. Nissan store. And I, they're like, we want you out here. Like, just come out and join. And You are blown I, away, weren't you? I was. I was one of those things that I was part of some chambers and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to waste my time. I'm like, it's a two-hour drive from Kansas City out mm-hmm. there. I'm like, we're driving out. I'm like, you know what? I'll do it as, once again, a relationship thing. Mm-hmm. I like, go, it's going to mean a lot that... We'd made the drive to show up. Sure, and we get there. I'm like, holy cow! I don't think they're even going to know that we showed up. But <laughs> yeah. the, the place is jam packed. Yeah, and I was like, it, it level. Then I'm like, this shows what community involvement looks like at that level. And
1: I, and I, I think, I think so. People don't get don't get confused um, when I say that we're involved with the community. It's not. It's not just where you know you write a check and you just. You know, give them yep. a little bit, and, and you. This is this is being involved in their event planning, being a part of their events. So, um, because we do those things, when we do something, you see you see the payback, right? You saw it in person. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing we try to mirror in Topeka and Fort Scott. Um, Frank does a tremendous job in Fort Scott, and and uh, you know me being the I guess you'd call it the face of Topeka. You know, I was in an event last night, and it's always nice when I can walk in, and you know there's there's a couple hundred people there and i feel like i know all of them you know it is it's, a cool feeling it is a good feeling and it's and and i know all of them with great relationships it's not like oh you know you know that guy had a problem with his truck at one point point. i can't talk to him now it's not like that we go in and, and and the other great thing you know we talked on it earlier The one of the why buys is there ain't much i can't talk to somebody about if you want to yeah. forward or you want to share i I got it. If you want a, a <laughs> Nissan or we, we got it, you know, yeah. um, uh, obviously, you know, I'd, I'd love to see you only buy a Dodge Ram Fiat, super right? But, but it is, yeah, it is, there's, a, there's a plug. Um, but we, we, we try to, you know, we try not to be everything to everybody, but we try to be really good at what we do.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's, there's a lot of times there's somebody that goes out and says, Hey, I, I'm looking at buying a GMC or a, a Dodge mm-hmm. and they could be, I don't know which one I want to. I know it, a guy. Yeah, yeah it's like you know what? We have both of them. Mm-hmm. How about you check out both of them, drive them, and pick what suits you best. It's, it's exactly. And, right. and it takes a lot of that pressure off, not being like, oh, we're selling against a competitor over there. Mm-hmm. That it's you get those Y buys here if you buy the Dodge or the Ram,
1: or you get the Y
0: buys if you buy the GMC
1: too. Well, and let's 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 be realistic. The average family is not you know, identical, right? So the the mom doesn't want to drive the same truck as the husband and vice versa. So um, right. being able to offer so many different brands um, and then having, you know, over you know, 600, 500-something used cars, pre-owned cars to choose from, we probably already have in stock what it is you're looking for. If not, we can go find it. Our, our buying network is second to none. Reach out all the way across the entire country. Um, but, but, Realizing that you know there may need to be a, a minivan and an SUV and a kid car, and being able to to, to hit those stair steps all the way through um, makes it easier for the customer. They don't have to go someplace else. I don't like. Well, I wanted to get a car from you, Dane, but you guys only sell Rams, and you <laughs> yeah. know, little Johnny wanted to wanted a, an S ten or a Canyon. I guess it'd be now. We knew it. We knew all. of it. I think you're showing your age with the S ten. I thing. did. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm still forty. Right? Still forty. <laughs> no. So.
0: no, I I think that. I've seen it, I've got to see it firsthand. And it's you talk on like the relationship relationship side. Some of the best relationships I've made out there have been people I sold cars to back mm-hmm. in the day that yeah. I still talk to. Yeah. That it was so cool to be involved in something like that. And I think that you guys take a lot of pride in doing it and doing it correctly. And across three different I was really concerned when I first started working with you guys of like how different the dynamic would be from Manhattan to Topeka to Fort Scott. And like, how does that carry over the whole group? It's been really cool to see that it does carry over the whole group that you guys run the same values across all the stores that it's,
1: it's culture. We talk about culture, but it's probably like, I don't, I don't want to say it's a, an overused word, but it it probably could be in the, in the, in the time of YouTubes and everybody's saying that this is their culture. That's their culture and their dynamic. Um, For us, it is our culture. Um, I said it when we first started. It's not only the car you buy, but it's in the way in which you buy it, right? Mm -hmm. So a seamless and non-confrontational process to purchase a car. Same thing in service. We're we're real simple. It's red, yellow, green, right? Red, it's failed. Like whether you fix it with me or someone, you got to take care of it. Yellow, that caution, right? Whether you do it with me or anyone, you need to be paying attention. Green is, hey, look, we checked it out and you're good to go. People really, really appreciate the upfront honesty, the transparency, that there's, there's, like I said earlier, there's not a fancy shell game. Um, and and when you get those customers like that and you, you establish that culture, it's almost the opposite of, of trying to build a culture, right? So when you have an established culture, when someone doesn't fit in, they stand out. Yeah. And they, they don't, you know, that's what you, you have, um, that's when you don't have long-tenured employees. I, I don't remember the exact number. Uh, someone would be better at me than giving it. But the 10-year dinner this year had 50-something people in it, you know, and we're in an organization of, you know, not quite 300, and that's every aspect of us, and so, and, and that's, not everyone could make it, you know, yeah. that November night, but um, th- that statement, and I don't know how many have retired, right, we have some people obviously been here longer, but, um, but that statement of how many people are there at every aspect, of every position that we have, from lot attendants to painters, to body guys, to accounting people, to, to managers, to executive management. I mean, it's, it's, it's everywhere throughout the organization. And so if you don't have culture and you don't share our culture and you don't appreciate that and you don't exhibit it and display it all the time, um, you're going to stand out, but not in the way that you, which you probably (laughs) thought you'd stand out. You're going to stand out as not fitting. Right. And so you either have, um, we, we, we take a lot of time training, um, and explaining and, and, and getting people to understand and live the culture, so those people that embrace it, man, they do outstanding things, right? They just, I look up and I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised and pleased all at the same time because uh, someone that, that we've had started at a real young age that was really impressive, didn't really know, um, now is running one of our stores and is, has, has really done, like, tremendous things and is, is teaching the culture to the next I would say generation, right? It's twenty yeah. years for generation. They're teaching it again and again and over and over. So thanks for recognizing that. That's it's important yeah. to us that people see it. I think we do a good job of of displaying it, but I always, you know, I'm on the inside, right? So but I, I it's don't know like, what it looks like all the time on
0: I also see the leadership from the top all the way mm-hmm. down, that yeah. there's a lot of organizations that you get in that those leaders aren't present. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I've grown something, now I've gone all the time. I mean, I'm on a call every single Wednesday, and Russ- I don't know what what that's like. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, everyone's there, and it's like- I don't know what that's like. That just, that speaks volumes by itself, right out the gate, that saying, hey, like, everyone's bought in for what this is. And most of the time, it's not about the car sales. It's not about what most people would think those meetings are about. It's like, how are we taking care of people Mm -hmm. that are coming in to purchase cars? Like, what does that customer experience look like? How do we let people know about the customer experience? So it was like, let's start a podcast. Let's tell people what it's like. This shouldn't be – this should be a fun process for people. Buying a car is fun. It is. Yeah,
1: especially especially if you – I mean, if you can eliminate – I'm not saying that there's no stress involved with spending money, right? And there's challenges at every aspect of that. But um, buying a car shouldn't be like your worst imagination of going to the dentist office. It's not like pulling teeth. It should be fun. It's a major purchase. So you need to talk to people that are educated and knowledgeable about the product you're trying to buy, which we work in that every single day. Uh, We've got award-winning service departments. You know, so if if uh, if if you're wanting to make that decision about coming to Briggs and buying a car that you, you're I mean, you're all over there are there's nobody in Briggs. that's a non working anything. Everybody's got a job and we hold each other accountable to doing it every single day. Those meetings you talk about, those are real. Some of them are sometimes they're fun. Yeah, uh, sometimes they're not. <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, uh, I don't do everything right. I make plenty of mistakes. I've got people that make mistakes, and but we're accountable. Uh, we don't, we don't, we don't make excuses for them. We learn from them. We get better, um, and that's what makes us. That that in itself is culture. That's what builds the culture. You know, the three words on the wall. We live by those every single day.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you have one final thing, I, I feel like we had a list of like probably like thirty things. Yeah, I, don't know. I think we've covered like four or five. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so we definitely have more podcasts on mm-hmm. this topic mm-hmm. in particular. But if you could tell somebody. Just give them one tip or one word of advice when they're going to purchase their next vehicle, no matter where it's at. Um, what would you tell them?
1: That's a tough one because there's a lot. Um, I, I I would say um, I would say uh, take the time to be educated. Um, there's there's uh, twenty. It's twenty twenty four. So I always say there's there's two problems. There's knowing and doing. And with the advent of the Internet just a few years ago, right? Um, uh, <laughs> pretty new. Yeah, pretty new. They might hit, think it might stay around. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's there's tons of information out there, and you can't believe everything that you read or or see online. Um, but there's tons of information, and that's a great place to start. But nothing's probably going to ever take the place of going in, touching, seeing. Uh, smelling, driving, um, understanding the technology. The vehicles today have more unseen value than ever before in the history of the automobile industry. Yep. And the unseen is unless you're behind the wheel, you don't get to experience the the, the lane departure system or the cross path uh, you know detection or the heads up display or eyesight, the front you know impact avoidance. You you can't you can't experience those things and those are values that you're going to get not by you just can't hit a keyboard and and, and understand those things you really ought to get out so I encourage people to to do your research because um, there's plenty of information out there but in order to get your 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 really um, is it the right vehicle for you it probably hasn't changed in a lot of time you need to get out and you need to experience the cars. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I, I pick out the car for people, I say, this is perfect, and then they get in it and they're like, this is nothing like what I thought it would be. And there's a reason why, right? Because I, I can't explain everything over the phone or through text messages or via, you know, some emails. you got to get in and drive them. And there's no better place to do that than at the dealership. That's yeah. probably, probably my one tip. Uh,
0: I very, very much, I mean, resonate with that a lot. And I talked about it on one of the last podcasts where uh, the technology I went in the sales guy wanted to show me show me all these different buttons. I'm like, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I left and a day later I'm like, couldn't, I don't know, I don't know. Turn how to on use, the cruise control. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't know how this stuff yeah. works. I'm like, yeah. I should have listened to the yeah. professional. Well
1: and we're but, you know, we have we have We have factory trained technicians that service your car, but we have factory trained, you know, sales professionals for that reason, too. Right. I mean, there's tons and tons and tons of information. And, you know, you don't have to set an appointment to to come in and and figure it out. We'd love for you to. But and even if you buy the car, we find that a lot of people like man, I I know you guys explain this. I'm a little overwhelmed. Uh, Can I just just come back? We'll we'll do it again. We'll do it as many times as necessary. But because of technology, I think that you're going to get you're going to get the most information actually physically coming to the dealership. And and some people say, well, yeah, you just want me to, I'm telling you, until you experienced eyesight, until you experienced, you know, lane keep assist, they're not all the same. The, right. Even the brands that I currently have in Topeka, you know, the Ram versus Kia versus Super's lane to keep assist, it's not the same. They don't do the same things. And so even amongst the brands, there's a difference. So come, come to it. No one's going to put you in a headlock. You know, it's, it's <laughs> not going to happen. We're all nice people, and we like hanging out with nice people too. So,
0: Yeah, very, very much enjoy you coming on today. I appreciate it. I think a lot of great insight. Like I said, there's a lot more wide buys that we we're going to be discussing. We could do this like five more times. I know. There's yeah. going to be a lot more of them. So. <laughs> yeah. Anything you need automotive-wise, if you have questions, concerns, anything, feel free to reach out, Shane. We'll put all of his contact below. And that's the Briggs Auto Insider. Join us next week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Briggs Auto Insider, the podcast where automotive knowledge begins. Tune in next week for another episode.